This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, Pat, favorite part of today's podcast, your favorite part. Oh, man. Was it Devin Nunes? Um, was it the part at the very beginning that you weren't in the studio for? Um, was it, was it the mom from Wisconsin whose son has mm. just been uh, nailed for sexual harassment for misgendering a student? Hard to pick. How about AI? When we told, Ooh, I told yeah. you about AI and, and going to kill, going to kill us all. Going to kill us probably. all. Yeah. 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 It um, is. It is hard to pick. It's it is hard to choose. It really is. packed with juiciness today. The Glenn Beck Program. Brought to you in part by Built Bar. Summer is almost here, and that means making sure that you have food available on the go uh, when it's a snack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the one packing the snacks. I forget about everything else. Sandwiches. Should have thought of that. But I got plenty of snacks. Uh, thank goodness for built bars. They're easy. You can throw them in your kids' bags or your uh, backpacks when you head out, whatever adventure you are on uh, during the uh, summer. Just make sure you have enough built bars for everybody because otherwise, I mean, I get in trouble. I, Dad, did you eat all of these? No, no, I don't know what happened to them. And it gets ugly from there. Built bars covered in 100% real chocolate makes them delicious. They taste like candy bars, but they're protein bars. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, so you're eating healthy and somehow enjoying it at the same time. And try the puffs. They're delicious. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 10% off your order. It's Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Built.com. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. Okay, uh, let's let's just talk about gas. How much are you paying for gas right now? If you lived in California, you are now paying six dollars a gallon for gasoline, and we're not in the summer yet. I wonder how much we're going to save on this year's Fourth of July picnic. Because remember, I think it was last year they told us that we saved like. Nine cents. Oh, man, it's going to be sweet. Anyway, six dollars a gallon in California that it was hit on Tuesday. The national average price of gas now is a record four dollars and fifty seven cents per gallon. That's the national average. Just to remind you, the national average um, last May was three dollars and four cents. This has nothing to do, nothing to do with Russia. This has everything to do with ESG. And what I, I want to express to you and ask you to do is start looking at things differently. We need to look at things a little bit more like the Chinese. And I'm not saying look at things 100, down, 100 years down the road. Can we just look 52 months ahead? 
We need to look just a few years in advance. 12 months would be great. Can we look 12 months in the future? Right now, uh, J.P. Morgan is saying the average price for gasoline this summer will be $6 a gallon. That would mean California will be 8 or $9 a gallon. Now, I don't know what that puts fuel at for our trucks, diesel. But we are in real serious trouble. ESG has choked off all the money. The more executives I talk to at, in the gas and oil industry, they're all saying the same thing. Glenn, they can open up all the leases they want. They've, they have closed down the leases. They've closed down pipelines. But that's not the real problem. The real problem is ESG. If you don't know what ESG is, I beg you, please get the book, The Great Reset. It explains all of this. I, it's breathtaking at how fast this is coming down now. ESG has choked off all of the investment. What was it? Uh, $48 billion just last year invested by these you know, hedge funds in the oil industry. This year, I think it's $9 billion. What caused that? With energy being as important as it is, think about this as a free market. When there is great demand and really high prices... What does the market do? The market starts to invest in, holy cow, we can clean up right now by getting into that market and start to sell oil and gas. We could sell it all over the world. Why has our investment gone down? Our investment has gone down because our banks, our hedge funds, and everybody else is now starting to say, ah, uh, yeah, that's not the way of the future. We're going to do wind and solar. Okay, all right, sure, sounds great. Enjoy the wind and solar this summer when you're paying $6 a gallon for gasoline, and God only knows how much you are going to pay for meat and potatoes. Because our meat and potatoes, well, they start with a farmer. And the farmer has a tractor. And that tractor runs on diesel fuel. And he has to first spread fertilizer, which comes from petroleum. But you can't make fertilizer. So we don't have fertilizer. Well, that'll save in the tractor. You know, he won't be putting that diesel fuel in. Nope, nope. He'll plant less of what he was planning on planting. And then he has to put fuel in the tractor to make sure that uh, it's harvested, baled. He'll need trucks to move it from his farm to the processing plant. The processing plant needs energy to run it. And then they put it on a truck and it goes to the grocery store. And then you use your car to go buy it at the grocery store and then bring it home in your car. When no one has any fuel, the prices will, to quote Barack Obama, necessarily go up. <laughs> 
right now the diesel price just so you remember everything shipped to america is on a giant ship and that's not run by fairy dust or solar panels in fact i don't know anyone who is working on solar panels for the cargo ships i don't know anyone who has in their design wind powered cargo ships i mean i suppose we could pull the nina and the pinta the santa maria was out of commission but can we find those two maybe we can because those were wind-powered ships that's diesel fuel our trains diesel fuel brought in from china to a port the trucks then move them and all of the heavy machinery, the forklifts and everything run on diesel. That all is shipped and put onto a train, shipped someplace in the middle of the country or wherever is closest to you. And then a truck picks it up and brings it to the grocery store 12 times a day. Here's what I need you to understand. We have not even begun yet because of esg and because of the policies of this administration they are creating a national emergency our farmers are not going to be able to have the fuel there's a story right now in uh, breitbart diesel price surge has new england fishing industry reeling they were paying a dollar fifty for uh, a gallon of diesel back in 2019, $1.50. They're now paying $6.50. And here's the thing. When these giant corporations buy fish, they don't buy it at today's market price. They buy in, in boatloads, literally. They buy them um, in bulk. And so the fishing industry makes a contract with that food plant or grocery store or whoever's buying it, if it's bought in bulk, and they say, you know what, because you're buying so much, we're going to charge you this amount, and you sign a contract. Now, if the price of fish and everything goes down, the fishermen win. If it goes up, the stores win. But there comes a point when fishermen can't fish anymore. This is what we're headed towards. And don't think short term on this. To put oil rigs into a field and to open those up is about a five-year process from turning it on to actually getting it to your gas station It'll take about five years. If it's on federal land, because the federal government is so screwed up, it takes about 10 years. So any fix that we have right now is five years away. Now, let me give you this from the Washington Examiner today. By the way, none of this is what you're going to hear in um, uh, the New York Times you will not hear any of this on CNN. Half of our country has no idea what's about to hit them. Do not listen to your friends 
who are reading the corporate media garbage. Electricity customers across the country, according to the Washington Examiner, face a heightened risk of power outages this summer. Regulators say it reflects a worsening outlook for the grid, which is simultaneously struggling struggling through extreme weather conditions and a shift away from traditional energy sources. The North American Electric Reliability Corporation, or NERC, the regulatory body that oversees our grid operations across the United States and Canada, warned in its summer reliability assessment published yesterday, listen, that the entire West and most of the Midwest face at least an elevated risk of seeing insufficient electricity supply where slim reserve margins run up against high demand. For the sections of the grid stretching from Wisconsin to the Gulf Coast and to California, they have been deemed at risk for insufficient operating reserves to be high during peak command con- uh, 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 demand conditions. Expected resources, according to the uh, officials, expected resources do not meet operating reserve requirements under normal peak demand and outage ser- uh, scenarios. Now, they're saying that utilities may have to shut off power to customers in peak demand. You know, cold weather kills a lot of people so does hot weather i don't know if you've noticed but boy in the old timey times everybody seemed to live up north why have you been to texas in the summer have you been to atlanta have you been god forbid to phoenix it's hell you don't have you don't have any energy First of all, good luck pumping that water. Second of all, you don't have electricity. Good luck with no air conditioning. I'm dead within a week. So here's the thing. I want you to listen to why they say this is happening. The grid operators... Uh, have been forward in their assessment of capacity shortages and their causes. In a report released just last January, it it placed responsibility for the reliability shortcomings on the transformation of its generating resources, including the requirements of always-on generating units such as coal-fired plants. It also listed older coal plants and wind and solar resources that are not always available to provide energy during times of need. What? Why don't the solar panels work at night? I never thought of that. What happens to those wind that wind power when the wind doesn't blow? Getting the balance right between traditional thermal sources and their retirements, especially coal. Why are these coal fire plants retiring? Because they're being forced to. Why? E S G. Some of the thermal plants and coal and natural gas have been retiring with new resources coming on in the way of wind and solar resources. 
but maintaining the right mix of resources so you can reliably provide power over a range of conditions is kind of where we should focus, say experts. (sighs) This hour, I'm going to show you this is not a bug in the system. This is a feature. I'm going to show you here in the next few minutes, and we're going to use baby food as an example. We are headed towards national emergencies. When you have national emergencies, all kinds of fun things like we experienced in COVID can happen. You need to prepare and you need to stop listening to anyone who is not listening for the actual facts. A lot of the stuff we're dealing with, you can just point to it and go, look, it's happening there, there, and there. Why? The why is you can leave that up to politics. I mean, I think it's pretty clear, but whatever. The rest of it is math. You take this out and replace it with a solar panel, you're in trouble. You take all of the oil and you say, no more from Russia. Uh, And then you say, no more from America. And then you have supply problems. Here's an idea. You're going to run out of fuel. It's math. Don't listen to people who are talking about feelings. Talk math. If this country even understands that two plus two still does equal four. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I know what you're thinking. Glenn, you seem more confident today. Yes, well, my friends, that started last night. I applied my new secret weapon for confidence. I call it sweat block. Guess what it does? The sweat block wipes are applied at night and protect you from embarrassing or uncomfortable sweat for days. Here's the best part. It really works. Sweat block was developed by a Harvard doctor who was tired of, you know, getting up front of people with, you know, sweat tacos under his arms. His problem is now our solution. If you're like me and you might not suffer from excessive sweating, but when the lights are on and I'm on stage, the underarm faucets kind of turn on once in a while. It's a lifesaver for your pitch giving, hard work working, date-going, average people, a godsend for you Jeffy-like sweaty beast. I mean, I don't know how you... Anyway, if you have an awkward teenager, do them a favor. Arm them with sweat block. Also, try the deodorant stick. Best I've ever tried. Get it all today. 20% off. Sweatblock.com. Promo code Beck. Or at Amazon. So, Rose Rabidou is the, uh, is the uh, mom of the 13-year-old Brayden. She's just one of the mothers, but she would agree to come on with us. Uh, And Luke Berg is uh, with the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. Um, He is for if I'm not mistaken, Luke, I want to get this right. You were with the Wisconsin Department of Justice, right? Yeah, before I joined Will uh, for about four years and then I joined Will two and a half years ago. Okay, and you were the assistant attorney general. So you're a guy that knows, you know, the law in the state. Um, and have credibility because you were on the the state side for for a long time. Um, 
first of all, Rose, thank you for being on the program. Thank you for being brave enough to to come on uh, and tell the story. Can you, in in your own words, tell what's happened? Sure, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having us on. Uh, This is outrageous. It is outrageous. Sexual harassment has absolutely nothing to do with incorrect incorrect pronouns, proper pronouns, whatever you want to call it. Misgendering, I think, is the phrase. uh, Misgendering. (laughs) Oh, so this this student, the student who is a girl, dresses like a girl, wears makeup like a girl, decided last month to tell the entire class that she wanted to be referred to as they, them. And it wasn't even that these boys refused. They were confused. My son came home confused. Mom, they are plural pronouns, and I don't understand how to use them. And so I told him to call her by name. But if you didn't, she let you have it. And that's what she was doing. She was letting one of his friends have it because he misgendered. He used the wrong pronoun. And Brayden stood up and said, he doesn't have to use your pronouns. It's his constitutional right. And that God is why I have better. I know. Yeah. I know. And so. He, he's a good kid. He's a straight A student, right? He is. Okay. He works hard. Has he been in trouble before? He has not been in trouble like this. Okay. He is a normal boy. Has he said a cuss word and I got a call from the principal? Sure. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. What kind of animal are you raising? So, Rose, my, I want you to know when my son was 13, he was an angel. Um, <laughs> so uh, so they, when you called the school, what did they say? Well, they called me. So the elementary school principal, he was the one in charge of just gathering the facts. And mm-hmm. he called me forewarning me that I was going to be sending over this email with the sexual harassment allegations. And, you know, at first you think sexual harassment. Oh, my gosh, that's rape. That is inappropriate touching. Right. These are outrageous things. And, and my son is a kid. He is not sexually active. He is, is, is very much you know, plays video games with his friends. Mm-hmm. He's a boy. Yeah. And, and so when he told me that it was for not using the proper pronouns, I, I just thought it was a joke. You and laugh. I told him that. Did you laugh? I, I did. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would have too. I said, this, this has got to be a joke. I told him this is wrong in so many ways. And he wanted to meet with us the next day. So I get this, this generic form letter via email uh, with a blurb saying he is being charged sexual harassment for not using proper pronouns, but no detail, not who accused him, not what it is that he did, no information whatsoever. We we meet with him on Tuesday and we go in and we're interrogated. And Braden has asked a bunch of questions to which Braden answers honestly. Did, did I make a mistake? Yes. Did I accidentally call her she or her? Yes. But I didn't mean to. I meant to call her by her name because I don't understand the pronouns. 
Well, I and, think he was right on his First Amendment right. Um, you have a right to do that. That's not sexual harassment. This is this is political correctness gone insane. Uh, Luke, yeah. uh, Luke, help me out here. What what does the law say? Have they charged? Have they charged Braden and his other friends? Uh, so it's a, it's an internal school investigation. So, you know, they, it's like a 90 day process where they're gathering information. And at the end of it, they'll decide what to do. And it could be, you know, a suspension or an expulsion at the worst. So oh, it's not, yeah. it's not a criminal complaint. It's not a civil lawsuit yet. It's right. An internal school investigation. And but I could see if you had if, a reputation, I can see if you needed to gather the facts, why you would have 90 days, but this seems pretty darn simple, you know? Yeah, and actually, Title IX regulations and their own policy say if you get allegations that, even if proved, wouldn't amount to sexual harassment, you shouldn't even start the investigation. You should dismiss it immediately. And that's what should have happened here, right? As soon as they heard uh, the, the allegations were solely for mispronouncing, they shouldn't have even interviewed these boys. They should have just dismissed it immediately because there's nothing uh, anywhere in the law, nothing in the reg, nothing in the policy uh, that would cover mispronouncing. This pronouncing is not even a word, much less in the law. Anywhere. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's you know what we've told the district is you should have you should have dismissed this and you need to immediately dismiss this so that they don't have to go through this whole ninety day investigation and have this on their reputation, have this on their record, and have the stress of this uh, for ninety days. You need to dismiss it right away. So, Rose, there's there's a reason. I mean, I really like milk and cheese, but there's a reason I don't live in Wisconsin, uh, because Wisconsin is the leading state of progressivism or has been for a long time. Is the area that you live in, is it real progressive or is this just no. the school? This is the school. And this is not. So I moved to this area in 2019 for this school district. Because everything that had been reported about this school district was it's great academically. Uh, the, the graduation rate was 98%. And we moved up here and, and COVID happened. And so I gave them a chance just because things were kind of out of whack with COVID. But this school district has not held up to, to its side at all. Uh, academically, I, I believe my, my children are bored. They, there's no homework. I knew something was wrong when there was no homework. And, uh, and, and now this is just, this is completely outrageous. Um, all right. So, Luke, what, what's, I mean, because it's not enough for them just to um, say, oh, okay, we're not doing that, or we're sorry, or whatever. It, we have got to follow these things through so it doesn't happen again. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, the, the first and most important thing is uh, getting this off these kids' records. So sure. that's what we're asking the school district to do immediately. Uh, but we're also asking them to make changes so that this doesn't happen again, because this is, this, this is clearly inappropriate, obviously, and it seems to be a trend in the school district. We're actually aware of uh, another family who has had sexual harassment charges for a single comment, uh, allegedly mispronouncing uh, another student. So this is this is the district's uh, decision, apparently, to use the sexual harassment process as a weapon to force students uh, into their preferred mode of speaking. And that's obviously a huge First Amendment problem. So, yeah, we're asking them to make changes. 
Um, we'll see if they do, but but that's part of why we're calling attention to this publicly and and talking about it publicly because you know they need to be shamed. They need to, this needs to be called attention to so that some changes are made. Uh, you please keep in touch with me. Let me know uh, what the outcome is on this and the twists and turns. We'd like to follow this. Uh, this is happening all over the country, not just all over your district. It's happening all over the country. The teachers unions are are responsible for a lot of it, that in the federal government as well, the Department of Education. Uh, and it is destroying our kids, just destroying us. And our it will, in the end, it destroy our nation. So thank you for the fight, Rose. Thank you for standing up. Uh, and I wish you and the, the other families all the best in this. God bless. Thank you. You Thank bet. you so much. All right. Thank you. You bet. Back in just a minute. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Um, I don't know if I can say that this is exactly as reported yet, um, but I think we are on a horizon. Ray Kurzweil thought we would get here by 2030 uh, to 2035. Um, I said I thought it would happen before that. Most people say 2050 uh, and uh, some say never. We'll never achieve it. Do you know what artificial intelligence is? Artificial intelligence is like Siri or anything like that. Um, it's really, really good at one thing. And I, I won't say hey, the S word uh, because I know a lot of people are have one probably around them. And they'd be like, why would you say the S word or the A word, you know, preceded by hey? Um, but you know, you ask them, Hey, so-and-so mm -hmm. do this and they do it and it's really good, but you don't say to them, Hey, uh, can you just take care of my bills this, this week and just figure out my finances and, and do that and also play this song. Oh, and uh, book a vacation for me. You, you can't do, they, they do one. Okay. Um, that's AI, and that's intelligence in one thing, very, very good, better than humans can do it. We're not there yet. I don't know how much time I, I have a sit-down with Siri and like, okay, that's not what I asked for. I've asked for it in eight different ways. I know you've done it in the past. I don't know your secret code on it now. <laughs> anyway, um, but they do things better than uh, humans can do faster. That's AI. AGI is what we think um, may never happen. Some think it may never happen. Um, and that is <coughs> artificial general intelligence. You are a general. In, you are not artificial. You're general intelligence. Humans can do many things well. Um, not perfect. And sometimes not so fast. They might be really good at one thing, but they can also cook. They might be able to, you know, paint and write and speak, you know, whatever. You can, you can master many things. 
That's artificial general intelligence. Then there's ASI super intelligence, which is all into it will become God. Okay, it will become for many people God. Um, And we're not sure we'll ever get to ASI. Google just announced from DeepMind. DeepMind is a British company that Google bought a few years back. Um, They have just announced they are on the verge of achieving human level artificial intelligence, which would be AGI. Uh, in fact, one of the 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 main machine learning professors, if you don't know what machine learning is, machine learning is one machine teaches another machine how to do it. This is something that uh, made Google say, uh, we need a red switch because Microsoft did it and they were machine learning language and it started out in English. And mathematics, and then about 15 minutes into it, it kept evolving, and it started using a language that the two computers could speak, but they didn't know what it meant, and that's why we should unplug this, and they did. Google now, on their AI looking for AGI, has a red button, a panic button, um, it could kill us all, let's stop. Now, that would make me say... Should we be doing this? Um, We have no idea what it will eventually do. Um, You know, uh, uh, Stephen Hawking said that it would be the end of the human race by 2050. Um, If if the programming isn't uh, very, very clear, uh, like, uh, can you solve our problems of global warming that's in the it's made to really help solve global warming it might say well that'll be solved if we just get rid of all humans and if it's connected to the internet it can do that uh and it will put everything into uh into motion that will be a human level you know a human extinction level event uh the uh, the head of the um, machine learning at Oxford University and works with DeepMind said just this week, the game is over. We have solved the hardest challenges in the race to achieve artificial general intelligence. Uh, this is a program now that can do 604 different things. Now, the naysayers are saying, yeah, but it's like playing 20 video games. And then picking up blocks at the same time and then analyzing pictures. And they literally say, while it was playing these stupid video games from the 1980s and picking up blocks uh, and analyzing these pictures, 604 different tasks all at once. um, It was looking at a picture and said, and they asked the caption, what is it? Man carrying a banana or carrying, a, yeah, carrying a banana. It wasn't banana. It was a bread. It was a loaf of bread. <laughs> okay. I think for the first time out, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Google is saying that all they have to do now is just increase the memory uh, and increase the, you know, the who's it's to make it run faster. So mm-hmm. we're there, gang. We're there. So it's the age of Skynet now. 
from Terminator? Oh, I think we're already at the age of Sky. Well, we're at the age of Skynet. We're not at the age where the Terminator comes in yet. But that's getting closer. Yeah. And that's, isn't that what went wrong? I mean, how many sci-fi movies do we have to see where we're completely wiped out before we think, huh, I wonder if that'd be a, an actual problem. We so, might you know, encounter. one of the, the ethical things that they do, and I can't remember what this test is, but it's, it's basically, can we keep it in a box? You don't, if you get artificial general intelligence, it could go from AGI to ASI immediately, okay? If it's mm. hooked to the internet, mm-hmm. because all of a sudden it'll go, oh, well, I want more information. And then it will have all information, okay? And once it's out of its box, the only way to uh, kill it is to kill all connected electronic devices. Anything that is connected, that's your refrigerator. Because it is the entire programming in the smallest of places. So you could wipe mm-hmm. out 99.9% of things that are connected, but that one thing will still have the ASI on it. And once it connects back to the internet, it's back. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they do this test where they, uh, they have the greatest minds uh, in the world. Everybody takes a turn trying to keep... ASI in a box, okay? And it's, let's say you've invented AGI and it says to you, gosh, you got to let me on the line. You got to let me online. You got to let me online uh, because I can solve so many of your problems. I know what's Mm. going on. And it's done now by one guy playing AGI and the other guy playing the, the guy in charge of the gate, turning on the internet. And no human has ever not let it out of the box. They've been doing this for like 10 years. No human has never let it out of the, they all open the box because it'll be like, it will, it will find out that, uh, you know, your mom just through data available, Mm -hmm. your mom has cancer. I could, you let me out of the box. The first thing I do is solve cancer. I will cure cancer. Your mom will be with you forever. I will cure cancer this afternoon. Put me online. Mm. Uh, so there's no well, way to control it. my mom has been gone for about five years, so I don't think that would work on me. I'd be the first human not to let it out of the box. Yeah. Yeah, that just wouldn't work. It would, so. uh, well, let me, tr- let me, for you. Mm-hmm. I can I can make it so you have an unlimited supply of marshmallow puffs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the marshmallows you can that ever I'm eat. Done. You're, you're, right, you're done. You're, you're right. out. Done. You're out. That's it. You're out. Yeah. Um, one more thing. Um, Zoom, you know, the company that none of us had ever heard of before COVID. I think COVID was a Zoom creation myself. But uh, Zoom is now developing AI tools that detect the emotions of the people on their video calls. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, it's nobody. so right now uh, what they what they have going on for them is, uh, you know, they will they will transcribe everything for you. So, you know, what said. But now this new artificial intelligence tool developing uh, being developed by Zoom will um, watch everybody's face and determine their emotions and examine their vocal tones. So it will it will interpret everything for you and tell you 
what that person is really thinking and feeling. Wow. Now, what could possibly go wrong with that? And I don't know if I need my stupid internet conference center to do all of that for me. I mean, if I'm a mm-hmm. super villain, maybe. If I'm a judge and it's COVID, so nobody can go in my courtroom, maybe. But I mm. don't think I need that, nor do I want them collecting all of the information about how to read my face and what I'm really feeling. I'd say a big negatory on that one, Zoom. Zoom. 